Hello, everyone. Balling with Baldy, week six. This is your host, Dylan Lanier. Bald as ever. And you know we've got the co-host, Chris Knox, in here. Every day's a great day. Every day's a great day. Chris, how you doing today? Hey, man. Every day's a great day. I heard you had a final today. Pass that joint. That's my boy. That's, That's what I'm exactly talking about. That's my co-host. That is exactly what I do. And Chris, no Chris, as the people that listened last week know, uh, we're not in here alone. Jaden's back with us. What's up? How you doing, Jaden? I'm doing great. How about you? I'm alive. I'm here. So, you know, things happen. But, boys, we're also not alone. We are not the only three in this room right now. We got our cock flock homeboy. We got our cock flock homeboy. We got our man's Cody Saxon. It's me. Best in the world. I'm alive and live. Live and live. Alive and live. I like it. I like it. I like it. I like it. So pretty much we're going to start off the show like we always do. We're going to hype up all my all my friends around the world. Not really around the world, but like around the South and stuff. Uh, Pro South Wrestling every Friday. Doors open at 6.30. Right around 6.30, 7 o'clock. Show starts at 7.30. This upcoming Friday, there's going to be a really good show. And then on December the 14th, the anniversary show will be coming on. It'll be happening. It'll be a really good show. The main event, the last hero, Ace Haven, Pro South Champion, defending against Tyler Gage and what has come around to become title versus career. So that's definitely going to plan out to be a really good matchup, a really good show. Uh, Also, on December the 15th, New South Pro Wrestling in Fort Payne, Alabama at the DeKalb Theater. Former WWE superstar Adam Rose is going to be there. He is going to be going one-on-one with Donnie Primetime, the Steel Dragon. It's going to be a really good show. It's supposed to be a really good show. And if you want to learn, if if you've got 30 to 50 bucks, I believe it's 50 bucks. Let me double check and I'll get back with you next week on that. But there's going to be a seminar. You can learn from Adam Rose, and there's also some special incentives in that. You might get to be one of those uh, Rosebuds. Maybe. Surprise. I don't know. Hint, hint. Anyways, you guys are all going to have fun. So, boys, we ready to get into the sports news of this week? Yes, sir. Did you just call me sir? I did. I don't know if I like that or not. You did. I guess I do. All right, so we're kind of going to start off uh we're we're going to start off with the least amount of news here it's involving the NFL. Probably okay, definitely not the biggest news to come out of the NFL this last week, but Mike McCarthy was fired from the Green Bay Packers as he deserved. As he deserved, but uh, Joe Philbin, who was I believe the offensive coordinator, took over as an interim head coach. But a lot of people saying that Aaron Rodgers is definitely behind McCarthy's firing. Did he have influence in that? Most likely. He is a starting quarterback. I mean, knowing the guy Aaron Rodgers is, I mean, they said he was changing his play calls at the line. Well, see, that's that's where I, I feel like – and I know there's a lot of analysts out there that feel the same way, but I feel like a lot of times Aaron Rodgers is given all the credit for the Green Bay Packers' success but takes none of the blame when they're not doing well. Ooh, let's bring oh, let's bring an analogy to this. <laughs> let's compare how in New England everyone treats Tom Brady. 
no matter what goes wrong, no matter what goes right, it's always with Tom. It's on nobody else. Yeah. What happens when Green Bay loses? Everybody else but Rodgers. Exactly. He, he I mean, have enough help or, you know, he doesn't have enough help. He defense is garbage. The yeah, whole line it, can't protect him. His wide receivers are out. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That, I mean, that's the thing. But like, Aaron Rodgers is top ten of best quarterbacks of all time. No doubt. And no he, doubt. And like no Stephen doubt. A. says, he's a bad he's man. He's a bad man. But I mean, Aaron Rodgers is also one of the best quarterbacks in the game right now. Arguably, he's the second best quarterback in the game behind Tom Brady. Because Tom Brady is unarguably number one. Exactly. As much as it hurts me to say. I will tolerate no slander. <laughs> You're on my show. Wait, it's well, it's technically my show, but it's our show. Just ignore what I said. Anyways, McCarthy got fired. Joe Philbin, interim head coach. Uh, Aaron Rodgers could have some blame thrown towards that. Who replace, Who becomes the full-time head coach? If they win these next four games, does Philbin get the head coaching job? No. Or who does it? who does it go to? Urban Meyer. <laughs> <laughs> you beat us to the punch on Mac Brown. Mac Brown. He might leave. He might leave North Carolina like that. See, my my thing is, I think it's hard to. I think it's hard to really. With the NFL, it's kind of unpredictable. Like NCAA, there's always a a dozen head coaches that are, that are wanted running around. Yeah. The NFL, you only got you know 32 teams. Like how many coaches are available that are going to be qualified to handle it? You see what happens when we dip down. Like I'm a Philadelphia Eagles fan. When Philadelphia dipped down to get Chip Kelly, he literally ruined our franchise for five years. That's and an I'm understatement. Just, yeah, he got rid of eight Pro Bowlers and led us to like the most average record that we've ever had under any coach. And all I'm saying is, it's hard in the NFL to see where the coaches are coming from and to to determine who it is. I don't think going going down to NCAA is a good idea. That's just my two cents though. Agreed, definitely agreed. Um, if we were to throw one out there, I'd hate to see him leave because he's supposed to be Belichick's successor. But if he was to go, I think Josh McDaniels would be great for Green Bay. Oh, Josh McDaniels, of course. I think McDaniels, I think McDaniels can go anywhere and be a solid head coach. Oh yes, at this point. I mean, learning under all that tutelage he got on the Belichick. Learning under Belichick, I mean, that could be that could be seen from a lot of people as a good thing and a bad thing. But you, I'm I'm one who tends to you know like like the positives. I'm the one who likes to look at the positives. So that's a that's a positive you can look at. But uh move on from the Mike McCarthy topic. Unfortunately a couple injuries that we have to talk about to one to one team specifically happens to be Jaden's favorite team. Denver Broncos just on Sunday lost Chris Harris to a broken fibula for the rest of the season. So Chris, we know you listen to this. Yeah we do. I mean, you share a first name with the co-host, so we know you listen. Mm-hmm. Prayers out to you. Speedy recovery. Hope you get better soon. And then another guy that got hurt just today, actually, before we came in. About 30, about 30 yeah, minutes. Probably maybe 30, yeah, maybe 30 minutes ago. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders tore his Achilles during practice. And Emmanuel, we know you listen, too. So we hope you're feeling better. We hope you get that taken care of. We hope you recover and come back strong. Same Everything for Chris Harris. OG, OG triple, yep. OG. Everything good, bro. Everything good. Come back better than ever. Absolutely. Any comments, Cody? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, before we do move on, um, I'm really this is not anything that we really need to talk about, but um, it's just something that I'm gonna bring up 
in case somebody comes yapping at me. Um, Kareem Hunt released. Everybody knows what he did. We are not going to bring it up on air. It's too touchy of a subject. He deserved to get the punishment he got, and hopefully he'll get further punishment, and that's all we're going to leave that at. Second. Third. Fourth. Yeah, that's all we're going to leave that at. Uh, let's move on to MLB. A lot of big things happened. Ooh. A lot of big things happened. Um, Patrick Corbin, unfortunately, did not sign with the New York Yankees. Or the Braves. Or the Braves. Too but he did sign with the Washington Nationals. Got to be a madman. He signed for six years, $140 million. Uh, the Yankees offered him four years for $100 million, yeah. and he did he, not accept it. He, wanted, he was pushing for about, I think it was five or six years for 120 He wanted the security, and yeah. the Yankees were, they refused to go over four years. But, you know, he, he knew his worth. He wanted the security. And he got it. And he got it. Probably not the best of teams he could have went to, but... I mean, now that Corbin's with the Nationals, you have Scherzer, Corbin, Strasburg. Yeah. Best rotation in MLB? Uh, One of the best? Definitely in the running. Definitely in the running. Because, yeah. I mean, like, it's pretty crazy. Patrick Corbin's a good pitcher. It seems like he's coming yeah. into his stride now. He's starting to hit his prime. We know how good Scherzer is. Yeah, we do. And Strasburg is spotty. When he's healthy, he's lights out. Yeah. But when he's not, then, you know, there's an issue there. But, you know, they've, they're they they're definitely up there with one of the best rotations in baseball. MLB.com has them rated the third best rotation in baseball. Right, who's the, number two? Dodgers. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. I they know. have the best pitcher in the world, and in my have, opinion. Yeah, the Indians number one. Yeah, Indians do that have a – See, but the Indians are thinking about unloading on some of those guys. There's been talks about Trevor Bauer, Carlos Carrasco, yeah, Corey Kluber, all those guys going somewhere, so we have no idea. But um, another thing involving the Nationals, Jan Gomes was traded from the Indians to the Nationals for uh, Daniel Johnson, Jeffrey Rodriguez, and a player to be named later. So... I mean, good trade for the Nationals. I don't really, it doesn't, oh, I mean, I guess it makes a little bit of sense, but. Didn't they lose Wilson Ramos? They did lose Wilson Ramos to a division rival because they traded him to the Phillies, I believe. Um, but, I mean, it's a good trade. Jan Gomes is a decent player. I wouldn't say he's really good. I wouldn't say it's a big deal, but, you know, it's something, it's news, and we're talking about Everything's it. Every team's going to have, you know, the pack guys. Has to. Uh a pretty big trade here. Both of these are uh, pretty big. And oddly enough, both of them involve the Seattle Mariners and teams from the NL East. So we're going to um, we're going to start off with probably the bigger of the two. Robinson Cano and Edwin Diaz are traded to the Mets for Jay Bruce, Anthony Swarzak, Jershon Batista, and prospects Jared Klinik and Justin Dunn. Uh, Jared Klinik is a madman. He's a really, really good baseball player. He's going to have a big future ahead of him. Justin Dunn probably still has a little bit more to work on, and he'll get there at some point. Anthony Swarzak's a really good reliever. Jershon Batista was in the Mets uh, farm system and was caught up in 
have a little bit of proof. And we all know the player Jay Bruce is. Uh, he's he's yeah. another one of those middle-of-the-pack guys. You know, he can hit you 30 bombs when he wants to, but when he doesn't want to, he'll hit you 15 at most. But, um, no, I mean, not a bad trade. I would definitely say that the Mets won this trade. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Only for the Edwin Diaz pull, not a big fan of Robinson Cano. If you have to cheat the game, you lose your respect for me. I wish the brother was still a Yankee. Can't have enough bats. Can't no, I mean you can't have enough bats, but I mean, like I said, I don't I mean I don't want him on the Yankees, you know, anymore. I lost the lottery, so I get he was one of my favorite players until he came out with the PED. Like you if I mean you you do stuff like that, you lose a lot of respect for me. And I, I really don't care. Yeah, well, and he's got a lot of money, and, you know, it's it's a lot of things that happen. But another trade involving Seattle, but this time to the Phillies, uh, Gene Segura, Papa Paz, James Pazos, and Juan Nicasio was traded to the Philadelphia Phillies for Carlos Santana and J.P. Crawford. Um, I really like this trade. It's really hard to tell who won this trade right off the bat, unlike the Seattle and Mets, you know, the Mariners and Mets trade. I would like to think that Philadelphia also won this trade, knowing the player that Gene Segura is. But the player that J.P. Crawford can become is something you really have to look at. Because, I mean, J.P. Crawford's only been in the league for about a year and a half. And he hasn't really proven anything up to this point. He hasn't really lived up to the potential that he's had. Um, but he still has a lot of time to get in the swing of things. Gene Segura is a really solid player. He's an all-star. Yep. You know, a little bit of power, a little bit of speed. He's got he's got that good mix of powers, contact, and speed. He's a good he's good in the field. Real good balance. He knows how to run the bases. He's he's got it all. Uh, James Pazos a solid left-handed. You can't have enough left-handers out of the pen. Yeah. Uh, you can't have enough bullpen arms, and a, a lot of bullpen arms is not a good thing. Is what I'm trying, or is a good thing? Is yes, what I'm trying to say. Thing. It's not a bad thing. There you go. That's what I'm trying to say. And then Juan Nicasio. Juan Nicasio is one of those guys that's just like tossed up. He's been tossed around with so many teams that it's hard to keep up with where he's at now. But uh, I would like to say Philadelphia won that trade, but we really got to see how J.P. Crawford turns out. And then uh, the Mets absolutely won that trade with the Mariners, with getting uh, Edwin Diaz and Cano. You know, they lost their closure. They traded their closure to Oakland last year. Yeah, they did. Blake Trinan. Uh, no, Blake Trinan was on the Nationals, and the, the Nationals traded him. Uh, I can't think of his name. I have no idea. I'm sure it'll come to us at some point. Yeah, we'll, we'll yell it out at some point. Uh, Let's move on to basketball. Woo! It's my home basketball. Let's, basketball. let's move on to the my, NBA. My uh, favorite sport. We're going to start off with Markel Fultz. And we always give Markel Fultz crap because he can't shoot. Okay, but there's... But turns out, we, he literally cannot shoot. Okay, for the people who don't know, he has nerve damage in the shoulder that is literally inhibiting him from shooting like he can. Like, we make jokes about him not being able to shoot. Literally, we, We've even done it on the show before. We got mad at him because he did the little... He did the, like... Free throw juggle and then did it to shoot, but like he was using it as a workaround, and it was working for him, and we were mad at this. But the dude literally cannot shoot. He has nerve damage, and he's gonna get it repaired. They said he's out indefinitely. He could be out from three to six weeks. I hope he comes back healthy. I like Markel Fultz. He hey, was man. great in college. 
I, I'm still a huge fan of him. I like him. Because the thing is, the IQ is still there. He's oh, th- it's he, still he there. He still makes all. He still makes like all the right plays. He needs to get out of Philadelphia no, if he wants to get playing no, time. No, he needs to stay in Philly. See, I'm with, I'm with Chris on this one. I think I don't know. Necess- I don't know if it's necessarily best for him individually, but if you're talking about a franchise that has the potential, the current potential to be the next big thing. I and I'm just being honest. I think 76ers have it, and I think he does play a crucial. Oh, oh no! It's a- oh no no no! By far, it's absolutely 76ers. Because because here's the thing. The Jimmy Butler trade automatically put them in win now mode. You got you got Embiid who's like tw- I think like 24, and then Simmons is like 21 or something. And you put them on Jimmy Butler's 29 year old, 30 year old timeline. So they're they are all in for this. Oh, they're all in. So Absolutely. Basically, it is, I mean, at this point, it's like false or die. If you if they want to reach that upper echelon and you want to take on Celtics and Golden State, Markel Fultz is your guy. He's a solid six man. Because I mean, you're not gonna not start Ben Simmons unless he does something stupid or he gets hurt. No, but so, I mean, you could put Ben Simmons at the forward. That's you what could rookie of, rookie of the year again yeah. this year. <laughs> oh, of course, absolutely <laughs> by far. Because I mean, that's the best part. That's the best part about having Ben Simmons is that LeBron like versatility. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because you can because you can have you can have faults, you can have Reddick, you can have Jimmy, Ben, and then Joel. And JJ Reddick's not a guy that you can sleep on either. Oh, not at all. Homeboy can pull up from half court in your face and not care about it. Not at all. That boy will come on screens like it's nothing. And when he gets that open three, just you might as well go ahead and run down back the other end of the court. Another thing that was brought up to me uh, by our boy Jello, shouts out to Angelo. Oh, I think I mentioned this yesterday too. You did, I believe you did. Uh, Bradley Bill, there was apparently an offer made for Bradley oh, not Bill. That one. Um, and it was Malik Monk and Miles Bridges for Bradley Bill. I'd have took that. You think so? I would have taken that. Okay, who wins that trade if that trade's accepted? For future sake, Wizards. Right now's sake. Right now's sake, then that would be obviously Charlotte. Yes, I agree with you 100%. But I think Malik Young, I mean... Not Malik Young. Malik Monk is a nice guy if he can if you can get him back on track to what he's supposed to be, he's a nice dude to pair with John Wall. Oh, absolutely. A light a lights out score. Can jump out the gym. Oh yeah, absolutely. Mr. Saxon? I've never been a fan of John Wall, so I know. Whoa! I've never been a fan of John Wall, so for me personally. Hold on, real quick, uh, guys. If you, I know you guys can't like look in here right now, but Jaden is a uh, holding Chris back from getting at Cody right now. So. I got you, man. John John Wall is a person and as a leader, I'm down with. I've never I just personally having played basketball in my past, something about his style on the court, I've never liked it. But having said that, I think Bradley Beal going to Charlotte would be that would be the win for them. Not as much for... It gives Kimba the much-needed help. Yes. The complimentary guy. Exactly. And, and John Wall is much... Even though he is a very good point, I do think that with Bradley Bill next to him... I don't know. I just I just see it, I see it working out for... I see it working out with Kimba. I agree. I mean, if anything, Kimba needs to get out of Charlotte. He yes, needs to he go does. somewhere where he can win because that, that dude is too good get to be on that crap of a team. If he stays, 
that trade will benefit. They Don't get me wrong. I mean, it works. I mean, it works for both sides anyway. Because I mean, they're gonna have to do some with Otto Porter too, and so Miles Bridges is a nice replacement for Otto. Yeah, very true. Very true. Because Otto's locked up on like what, like an eighty million dollar deal? Something like that. Um. So we're gonna move on, and this is like the last topic for NBA, but this is something Cody brought up before you got in here. Uh-huh. Now I used to not agree with this man a lot. But here lately, I've kind of warmed up to him. <laughs> Stephen A. Smith. Okay. Uh, Cody had brought up the fact that Stephen A. Smith had named his top five rappers who influenced the NBA. And yes, this is still sports because the rappers influenced the, the NBA. NBA. In case any of you want to question, this is a sports show, but we mix it up sometimes. We literally had a whole segment last week pretty much dedicated to KFC and Popeye's Biscuits. Don't judge us. I was hungry. We'll find you. Not really. We're good people. Some of us. Yeah, some of us. Anyways, <laughs> so this is from five to one. Uh, number five is Tupac. Number four is Biggie. Okay. Number three is Migos. Uh huh. Two is Drake. Uh huh. And number one is Jay Z. Okay, yes, definitely Jay-Z. See, Absolutely Jay-Z, Jay-Z. One, there was no doubt in my mind that's where it should have gone. Yes. But. But. <laughs> this is where the but comes in. Cody agrees with three of them. Uh-huh. I want you to guess which three he agrees, or which three that he agrees with. Okay. Obviously, he agrees with Jay-Z. Uh, of course, yes. Probably agrees with Tupac. Of course. Of course. And then I'm probably going to go on a limb and say Migos. See, Drake. Skirt, skirt. <laughs> Drake, if I may, give my two cents. Give Drake, your two. Hey, you're a guest. Give your two cents. Drake's, and see, he brought up a point about Migos in Atlanta. There's been a lot of ties there. There's been a lot of uh, That's like their only yeah. NBA ties, I mean. But see, my only thing is involvement and impact is one thing. Drake is the third one that I went with as far as I agree with because you could argue, I guess you could argue the same thing about Drake in Toronto, but Drake has been – in he's he has not only does he have friends with not only is he friends with some of the top NBA players he's been he's at a, he's every a, he's an ambassador for the yeah he, yeah and he's been at you've never seen him not at an All Star oh, game really? you've never seen him not at the a Raptors, Raptors game, game unless he's on a tour or doing really? something else his impact with the players and their relationships and like you said as an ambassador oh and getting attendance in mm-hmm. I guess how many people are gonna pull up a Raptors game is because Drake's there exactly a lot how many Raptors fans are there. I'm just playing. No, I don't know. Watch out for them, though. Watch out for them. They might be sure they are next thing. They might be cooking. They might be cooking. There might be a few of them left. I'm just saying. I mean, they have the best defensive player in the game on their team. Yes, yes, they do. Pop, what'd you do? Sorry. Okay, Okay, so you agree with Pop. Agree with Jake. Drake. I'm sorry. I read Jay-Z and Drake at the same time. (laughs) Khakis. He sounds hideous. Oh, he's a guy. So, um, so Tupac, I heard that. Tupac, <laughs> Drake, and obviously we all agree with Jay-Z. It seems like we all kind of agree with the fact that Migos and Biggie don't really belong on the list. Who would you put in place of Migos and Biggie? That's a fair question. Very um, fair. 
I think, and this is this, I, and this goes on. I'm gonna say basketball, not necessarily NBA. If you think about the kind of stuff that Ice Cube has done with the Big Three, oh, and very he true. He pretty much started his own league of people who either couldn't make it in the NBA, retired from the NBA, or came from other basketball leagues. What I'm thinking is, I mean, he great. He gave that whole in the job, and you know, <laughs> that whole '90s and early 2000s era of hip hop. We got to see Washed AI because of Ice Cube. Exactly. I mean, think about think about people like Pop and people like Ice Cube, what they did for people like Allen Iverson. It was so much more than basketball. It was a cultural thing. Yes. And I think Ice Cube and pretty much all of the NWA, I'm talking about like Dr. Dre, think about people like that as far as influence and cult, cultural influence. I think I would put, I'd probably put Dr. Dre and maybe even Ice Cube in there. Dr. Dre has had some ties with the 2K games here and there. Yes, of course, yeah. I think that's why Jay-Z takes it. Jay-Z has been yeah. involved with what literally everything. Exactly. Producer, music, everything. But I would maybe put those two in there. I'm not saying those are locked in. I think the reason Biggie shouldn't be necessarily on this list is because a lot of times when you hear Biggie, you also hear Pac. And if we're being honest, a lot of times, just because of what happened with Pac towards the end of his life and all the cultural drama surrounding him, and of course Biggie too, but Biggie kind of falls in a second position him a lot of times. So I think that's why he doesn't really cut the list. I told you Chris would like this topic. Yes, I do. I think it's a good topic, but if we should put anyone in there, I feel like our boy Shaq West should get an honorable Shaq mention. Shaq West? <laughs> well, he be a young boy. Yeah, he literally, he, he's he's literally got it in his boy. name. <laughs> he literally has the name of the league in his I name. I mean, the only reason I say Shaq West, uh, you ever heard of Obama? Uh, yes. If you guys were at midnight breakfast last night, we all heard Obama. It was great time, Cody. You missed out. Somebody who can be an honorable mention for that, maybe? Because he fits in with current things in the NBA. Kendrick could probably fit in there. Oh, Kendrick, yeah. Definitely. J. Cole, because, you know, his music was all NBA for ESPN, yeah. Yeah, everybody likes J. Cole. But it's not to the extent of what Kendrick's be doing. I think Kendrick's even been involved in, like, some of the basketball documentaries, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Because wasn't he in the one about, um, about Kareem? I think so. I think so, yeah. Guys, we've done a really great job at uh, dragging these Ooh. topics out so far. Wait a minute. There is one thing we do need to break up, and it is NBA-related. Fred Hoiberg got fired. Oh! Yeah, he did! Chicago Bulls head coach got fired after five, after a 5-19 and start and after really going nowhere with these I mean, Bulls teams. That shows you how much I care about Fred Hoidberg and the <laughs> Chicago Bulls. I, I'm I only completely bring, forgot about it. I'm only bringing it up because I think I found a perfect pick. Who's going to replace him? Oh, boy. Jay Wright, the Villanova head coach. I didn't need to dip back into the college tree. I like that. See, now, I'm like what you said. I, what I said in the middle about the NFL about dipping back, NBA is a different story. Completely different. The NBA is very different. If you can make it work with people that you're losing every four years when it comes to basketball, which is one of the hardest games to create a cohesive unit. In terms of stability, yes. Absolutely. I like that pick. I think that's, I a, that's like a number one pick in and, my and, mind. And now. the thing about it is he fit, like the style he runs at Villanova would fit, would fit so well with that young player. Oh, absolutely. The way that it would work with – Wendell Carter and Markinen and Zach Levine, Chris Dunn, fits perfectly for him. I really like Markinen. It's a big dude I, that can pull I up from three. Very, I mean, I don't mean to say this because he's a foreign dude, because every foreign dude gets compared to him, but very Kristaps-like. 
Very Kristaps like. That, that's a bad man right there. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so uh, we're going to move on to something that all of us can talk about because, you know, Cody really didn't speak in the baseball portion. Jaden didn't really speak in the NBA portion. Now we're going to the NCAA. Ooh. A lot of football NCAA topics to talk about. Ooh. We're going to start off with probably uh, the smallest one. I wouldn't really could necessarily call it small because it's a big thing. But Kelly Bryant, former Clemson quarterback, went 16-2 and in the ACC. But he's now transferring to the strongest conference in all of college football. Yes, he is. The SEC, Southeastern Conference. And he's going to Missouri. Mm-hmm. Auburn had to be a little bit quicker. Does he have the same success in the SEC as he did the ACC? I think he does. I think so. Why? I mean, no offense to the SEC East. You got Georgia, and who else do you really have that's separated themselves from the pack? Yeah. I mean, Not really, because Florida always, because Florida has the potential to be that upper echelon, but then they always fall right back into. And Tennessee, I think, is a year or two away from being. Oh yeah, it's, of course it's a year or two away. We gotta give Pruitt some time, brother. Brick by brick. Well, <laughs> we've been building brick by brick for the last twenty years, bro. Get off. Uh, but I well, think also like he fits the offense. I think fits really well. Not a lot of progressions, you know, and also he doesn't get the uh, real um, real simple play calling. Yeah. And Absolutely. he also misses out on going and facing the West team in Alabama this year because they played this year. Very true. I mean, the only time he would face them is in SEC championship game. Mm-hmm. Well, see, having I, I'm gonna disagree. Um, I and this is. I've seen a lot of great players come through the SEC that would have been Heisman-like candidates had they played at a Ohio State, had they played at a – I know a lot of teams that people hate are the good teams, but if we're being real, are they that good? What What's their competition? My thing is this. If you want to talk about Alabama, they had, the I think, either sixth or seventh strength of schedule in the entire NCAA now. They are the number one team. They were number 40. No, that no. was no, that was in everyone who was in the top four. This this season, this season, this season, if you look at the SEC, if you look at the SEC and you average their strength of schedule with literally any other conference, their strength of schedule is much much Blown higher. Water. That's why I think any player, you put them in the SEC after playing outside of that particularly at a university that is inconsistent, which in my eyes, okay. Missouri is let inconsistent. Me, let me make Missouri an example. is let, very Let me make an example of this. You put Jerry Judy in the ACC. He's a Heisman candidate. Oh, yeah, by far. Um, I was surprised. You, know, honestly, you get Najee Harris in, like, Big Ten. Heisman candidate. Yeah. Damian Harris. Shoot. I mean, if Damian Harris played anywhere else but the SEC, he would have won the Heisman all the years he's been in college. No doubt. Yeah. I'm surprised Kelly it, Bryant didn't go. Could have moved Drew Locke over to the ACC. Meet him in Heisman candidate. Dude, Drew Locke was a stud. Off to a slow start though. Yeah. Picked it up kind of. I mean, they had a very quiet eight and four season. Yeah. Drew Locke is a bad man. 
That's gonna be our that's gonna be our new running gag. We're so gonna use that for everything yes, now. Don't let Stephen A. Smith find out. Yeah, don't nobody tell Stephen A. Please, I do I not want to. I, I, mean, I do not want to get a random phone it. call from Stanford, Connecticut. Wait a minute, his homeboys haven't even told him about his hairline yet. They ain't <laughs> telling him about that. That's a good. Point. I don't know. I'll go. They I'll cut go. His, They did his hairline with a spoon and like a razor blade. I'll go head to head with Stephen A. If he wants to roast, I know he likes that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm down. Boy, flame Stephen A. Y'all know. <laughs> Give me and Chris a tag team. Oh no. no, 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 no. <laughs> we'll get sued. <laughs> um. So I I think Kelly Bryant to Missouri is a good move. Oh. I think he'll do okay. Especially with the offense that Missouri runs, I think he'll do just to be, fine. To be honest with you. I like this fit more than I do the Auburn fit. I agree. I also agree because I think it's I think it's gonna take better use of his talents than what Auburn was gonna do. Also agree. Auburn was just gonna limit him to being the running QB. I was kind of surprised he didn't go to Oklahoma with you no know, Kyler leaving. Yeah. That's very true. Like, I remember we talked about that the other night going to the calf. We were like a good spot for him would be Oklahoma. He fits the offense really well. Yes, he does. Be honest, I really never considered Missouri even be an option. I don't think anybody considered Missouri. I don't even remember hearing about him visiting Missouri. But it's weird though, is all these Auburn fans are, you know, happy that Jarrett Stidham was leaving because they thought they was gonna get Kelly Bryant, and he goes to Missouri. Stidham going to the NFL draft is probably a good move for Stidham, but I'm not sure if he'll be. I mean, he's a, he's the number five quarterback prospect in the draft. Mediocre. I think he'll go second round, but. He might not even get drafted. I th- if he gets drafted, it'll be no, no, anywhere. He'll, from... No, he'll get drafted, but it'll be like it'll be the fourth I, round. I'm saying second round. I don't know by who, but I'm giving him a second round pick. Um. So, good move for Kelly Bryant. Hopefully, he'll be successful. Probably, hopefully, not too successful because you know, go balls. But roll tide. Ew. Built by Bama. RTR. We're getting there, guys. Calm your tits. Um, Whoa! I can say that it's a part of the human anatomy. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. No. <laughs> don't you do it? No. Don't. Don't. Don't no. do it. No. Okay. Um, we're gonna move on. Urban Meyer. He's finally gone. Notice that all four of us are about to throw up quotation marks. Retired. It wasn't a heart attack this time, you guys. <laughs> Well, I mean, it is something that happened. Dang it, Tebow. Oh, I love Tim Tebow. Anyways, Urban Meyer retired. He said he's fairly certain that he probably won't coach again, but the key word was probably. Florida fans know. Yeah, Florida fans know this. Doesn't mean much when he says such (laughs) things. I mean, I'm surprised he even remembered he retired. That's very true. I mean, but, like, he retired. He probably probably forgot all the stuff Aaron Hernandez did down there. He retired, and then. That dead body that sent Janoris Jenkins at it because he never wanted to help anybody. (laughs) My goodness, man. It's about time he's gone. (laughs) Oh, man. I mean, I'm not making a joke about it. Like, that's something that happened. I'm so worried we're not even going to have a show anymore. I mean, like, that should be, like, in line to say. I mean, it happened. So while Cody catches his breath back. Like, that, uh, like, that, like that's not a joke. Like, you can Google this. No, that, it actually happened. It happened. Like, he's a horrible players coach. It, 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 it he, happened. He does nothing for those guys. It's about time he's out of there. It, it did happen. Um, 
Last time he retired, he left Florida. He was gone for about three or four years, and he ended up in Ohio for Ohio State's wasn't job. Wasn't three or four years? Like, wasn't, like, maybe he was gone a year? Oh, no, it felt like six months, honestly. <laughs> for real? I mean, was, like, six days, maybe? I mean, where does he go now? Where does he go after the next? Where does he go in the next, like, Hackers. year and a half? <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um, Belichick in New England. Yeah, there you go. Um... That's pretty much all we've got on that one. I mean, new head coach Ryan Day. So, uh, good for – I believe that's his name. Is that his name? Uh, the, the happiest person in this whole situation is Jim Harbaugh at Michigan. Oh, absolutely. I mean, even though Ohio State's probably still going to beat Michigan. Every no doubt. Year. Oh, yeah. Sorry, Tyler. They just can't cut it. So, basically, this this also basically confirms Dwayne Haskins is leaving. Oh, yeah. Haskins is – adios. Bye-bye. Could there, um, be, could there be sanctions coming in for Ohio State? I mean, last time he left Florida, there was some stuff that came out about – well, all the stuff that, already came out before see, see, he that, retired. That, that's why I brought up the Janoris Jenkins thing. That's why I brought that up. He has a he has the reputation for, let's just say, putting things under the rug. Chris, sometimes you worry me about us not having a show anymore every time you say something. Okay, hold on now. That's not even bad. That's not even bad to mention. We all know this about Urban Meyer. We all that's know very he's true. He's a bad true. person, honestly. Literally, he's a horrible person. He's a horrible human being. I mean... The amount of stuff he let slide, and then it's like... I mean, he didn't help anyone at uh, Florida. Literally, he let Aaron Hernandez get worse. I mean, he didn't do anything. <laughs> this man Cody over here making himself at home. I got some pawpaw shoes on. They got them <laughs> Skechers memory phones. <laughs> <laughs> he, he had these things off, man. He was chilling. I wonder what that smell was. Uh, <laughs> 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 All right, so let's kind of move on to... Okay, we're not going to that right now. We're going to go to the Heisman. I don't want to hear all that yapping right now. So, Heisman race. The three finalists came out. Kyler Murray. Tua. Roll Tide. Look, guys. I don't know how to pronounce his last name. And if I do it. If I do it. If I do it. If I do it incorrectly, you guys are going to get mad at me. So, we're going to start this over. Diddly doot, diddly doot. We're going to reverse. Heisman race. Three finalists. Three finalists revealed. Kyler Murray. Tua. Tagovailoa. Thank you. Our Hawaiian prince. Sure. And Dwayne Haskins. Is Tua still Heisman? Yes. Uh, three uh, weeks ago, I believe it was three weeks ago, we talked about the Heisman race. Who all was in the... Uh, running for it. Dwayne Haskins wasn't even a name that was mentioned. I, wait, he actually was mentioned. Let me for, I forget. He was mentioned. And we all pretty much agreed that, that Tua is still Heisman. Tua was running away with the award. Do you, you know, the kind of... The, but as of right now, is he still Heisman? Uh, I, honestly, honestly, I'd give it to Kyler, honestly. Because like, I think the SEC championship game... The way that it was going hurt. And also, what hurt him was that Jalen Hurts led the comeback, honestly. I think, Yeah. I mean, but it also depends on how many votes people casted for that game. Very true. I mean, if, because, I mean, I understand, Texas, honestly, it for a Big 12 defense isn't that bad. No. I mean, they're, they're a solid Big 12 defense. Very and true. And the way he dominated them was very impressive, and... I saw something trying to find it. Like Tua played has only played fifty percent of the snaps for Alabama. See, that's what I was about to say. While you're while you're looking for that, I'm gonna I'm gonna put in what it has to do with that is 
my the reason I say that Tua still wins is Tua has played a substantial amount of like fewer snaps than most of these other players, and yet still putting up huge numbers in arguably the most difficult conference in the NCAA. Because, I mean, even when you look at it, because his stats weren't that far off passing-wise from Haskins and Murray. No, not at all. Murray anyway. But I think you got to take into consideration the amount of snaps as well as just generally the defenses he's playing against and the ability to, through injury, through injury, a knee and a foot injury, to overcome and still – to a degree, dominate most of the games. Also, I think you have to end up factoring <laughs> how, it ended up, how it ended up changing. Hold on, hold on. I saw what you did there. You didn't mean to, but get it? You said to a degree? Hey. And you were talking about? I didn't mean to, but yeah, I did. But like, I, was saying that, this was, I, I know I'm not funny. I'm sorry, guys. This came out before the SEC championship game. He attempted 10 fourth-quarter passes in the national championship game. He's attempted he attempted three cents. That's a credit to how good he is. Yes. Very true. Um, I also think you have to end up taking into account how he ended up changing Alabama offense. And basically how he's the main key for how the Bama offense looks now. Yeah. yeah. How many times have you seen a quarterback at Alabama dictate the game? Literally. Do you remember John this, Parker This Wilson? literally looks like. Don't you dare compare <laughs> to John Parker with J.P. Wilson. But, okay, but here's the thing about it. What happened? Okay, when's the last time we've ever seen Alabama run like spread concepts with like, you know, spread formations with a pocket QB? Who can throw it right on the money? You ever seen AJ McCarron? Yes. Uh, I was about to actually. AJ McCarron couldn't throw away the ball. No, no. Coker couldn't throw away the ball. Who? Coker couldn't throw away the ball. Who's that? We don't want to mention him. He won a national championship. I mean, he did. When's the last time Tennessee won a national championship? 1997, they had a perfect season. So when I was, like, I wasn't even born yet. Yeah, I wasn't even thought of. What year was that? 97. Ah. So, so 21 years ago. Okay, okay. Oh, you know math. To put it in perspective. <laughs> yeah, people who go to Tennessee don't, though. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm done. <laughs> I know how to count to 10. Well, Alabama fans know how to count to 17. Mm. Barely. National championships, baby. Is that, are we kind of how many teeth Alabama fans have in their head? <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Um, as of the last voting, Kyler Murray was actually leading in the first place votes. Only by two, though. It was only two votes. Mm. So, who knows? In my opinion, last time I said Tua, this time I'm giving it to Kyler. I mean, honestly, like, going into the SEC, like, Mark Ingram had the big Heisman moment in the SEC championship game. Yeah. Could have, Tua lost himself the... Tua's Heisman moment to me was LSU. Yeah, I mean, I was going to say that, but really he struggled He struggled against Mississippi State a little bit. He yeah. played really well against Auburn. Yeah. And then struggled again. I mean, Kyler, I'm a big Alabama fan, but Kyler, you know, hasn't... He started against Army, but they... He's been very consistent all yeah, season. Yes. I mean, it's just the year, really. I think you do not... You could not argue... You could not be mad at whoever gets to Hosman. I mean, Kyler is a great player. Tua is a great quarterback. I mean, yeah, I mean, you... 
I think Dwayne Haskins just should be just glad to be there. Yeah. He should enjoy the trip to New York, take it all in. But have you some New York pizza, buddy? Yeah, but it's a, it's been a two man race all year. I don't see that change. It hasn't changed. You could have really just brought two people there. I'll agree with you on that. And like you said, I don't think anybody should be able to be mad whichever way it goes. I mean, like I've heard like a lot of Alabama fans like before. We even got to November, say two is already lost. I mean, already won, huh? And like a lot and of people, man, ain't even wanting the job for real. And really, no one really, people who said that really have never seen Kyler Murray play. You Very know, true. Honestly, is Oklahoma where they are without Kyler Murray? If he decides after he got drafted in the base in, in the first round, I'm just gonna take that. I'm gonna leave y'all hanging, and I'm just gonna go play baseball. Are they in the same position they are right now in the play? I doubt it. No. I mean, with that defense, I think they're lucky to be bowl eligible. Very true. Yes. Um, so, good discussion on that. We're going to move on. I skipped this topic for long enough. Now I'm going to have to talk about it. It hurts so good. Three of us in this room was on the show last week. The three of us predicted who would walk out of that game with the hurts winners. Two are good. The, <laughs> yeah. Oh, 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 goodness. The three of us we, all we predicted, going. none of us got it correct on the score. You didn't get the team right either. <laughs> and two of us got it correct on the team. Mm-hmm. I chose Georgia. I don't know why. Jaden and they Chris stopped. both chose Alabama. Yep. Georgia looked like they were running away with the game. And then, you know, Alabama does what Alabama tends to always do. And put in the other great quarterback who should not be disrespected. And the irony of Jalen coming in for a hurt Tua to win the game is beyond crazy. I've given Alabama a lot of crap all season. But it's hard to sit back and say that they're not the best team in college football. I mean... No, Jesus is not outside. Why did it get cold in here? <laughs> and hell is not frozen over. It's in the Bible, I can say that. Yes, you can. Let okay. me just say this real quick. Hold on. Hold on. That's it? <laughs> Hold on. I mean, I th- honestly, I thought... Alabama's a good football team. Georgia's great a, football team. Georgia's a great football team, too. Georgia's the second best football team in college football. Second best team in college football. If they don't do UCF up. still deserves a playoff spot. They play ITT Tech. You're ITT Tech. Whoa, really? Edu- education connection. <laughs> education play connection. Her, play Everest University. Hey, get year, up off the couch right there and go to college. Last year, UCF had the 130th strength of schedule. This year, they have 70th. And they deserve to be in the. You know what? I want them there. I want them in. I want them in the playoffs so that they can get exposed by any team. Okay, they'll probably get their tails kicked, but at least they got to prove it. But um, they belong there. Twenty-five straight wins. Playing against LaCordon. They're undefeated. (laughs) But you know, going back to the Alabama played Citadel. It was tied at the half. Yeah, it's still better than LaCordon Blue. Like it's culinary schools. You serious? This is why. This is why I love and hate Chris. <laughs> Chris 
Nick and I have a love-hate relationship, and it's you not want, just you, on the radio. You want UCFN, and they play against Golden Ramsey's alma mater. Are you kidding me? Alright guys, that's the show. Uh, we'll talk to you next week. But you're about to SCD Champions. What was bad about that? <laughs> I'm nothing, joking. Nothing, Chris. You're We're all the air. We still have after 13 minutes. We still have 13 minutes. Give us time. Okay. But the SEC Championship game, I gave up honestly when Georgia hit that big pass to the tight end. And they was going to kick the field goal. Honestly, you know what really changed my mind on how Georgia you know how Georgia lost that game? They faked the punt on fourth and eleven. That was the game. They punt the ball. They might have it. They might end up winning that game if they punt the in ball. Overtime, in overtime. No. No, they was tied at the fake punt. Yeah. Well, then they would. Yeah, they would have won in overtime. They would have took it to overtime. Even at then, least. the way their defense was playing, I do think that it would have made a difference. But in the end. Alabama has a habit of maybe, and usually they come out stronger second half. But if they don't, they can maintain. They oh can, yeah. They they stand strong. If they're not playing good, they're never gonna go backwards. They're gonna stay either consistent or improve after halftime. And the other team will get tired or the coaching. And it's almost like a mental tiredness that I saw yes. in Georgia in the coaching, like that decision. Oh yeah, and like and it's it's another thing because like you you haven't heard all season that Alabama's defense got tired. But you could visibly see that they were tired in that first half. Yes, Because they kept going on constant three and outs, three and outs, three and outs. And Georgia was like, all right, cool. We're going to run the ball down your throat and then throw it down the field. And it worked. Honestly, I think. Until it did. Until it did. I think, honestly, I don't think Nick Saban outcoached Kirby. Kirby outcoached Kirby with the fake punt. I mean. There's something that I'm sorry that I'm cutting you off. There's something that I saw that whenever you said that brought me up. Smart coaches lose more than dumb coaches win. They outcoach. I mean, like what I was gonna say is like I don't, I don't disagree with the the fake punt call if we go into special teams. If we go out and you know have our special teams unit out there, I think you run it. But we kept our we played defense. Out because there. Nick Saban knows yeah. Kirby Smart. Better than Kirby Smart knows, knows Nick Saban. Oh, yeah. Nick Saban made. Yeah. Nick a, Saban. A magician never reveals his tricks. Yeah. Nick Saban taught Kirby Smart everything he knows, but he didn't teach Kirby everything, everything he, he knows. knows. Yeah. And that is what separates yeah. a All good coach from a great good. coach. Yeah. I think, you know, it's going to be Alabama and Georgia for, I think, I think they're the. <laughs> Class of the SEC. Oh, absolutely. No I doubt. mean, they I don't. Think, the I, don't I don't think they're. I don't think there's a big. They cap, are the bar of the SEC. They're the. I think really, there's not a big talent gap between Alabama and Georgia. Of course not. I mean, you see what Kirby brought in last year. I mean, they were call, Georgia fans were calling for Jake Fromm to be benched. After LSU. Jake Fromm is a bad, bad man. Oh, he played great. But let's talk about Jalen Hurts. Okay, let's get on the All right, and that's where we move on to the next topic. Uh, Alabama uh, won 35-28. Jalen's a great quarterback. I'm not letting you slide. We've only got, got nine minutes. Not... We have to talk about bowl games, Chris. Hold on one second. Hold on one second. 
Because I didn't want to bring this up. You again. have a minute. I want to bring this up. You have a minute. minute. All right, then. All right, then. Jalen was a better fit for that game than Tua was. I'll leave it at that. Can I finish it in the last few 30 seconds? Hurry. Jalen made throws in that game he doesn't make a year ago. That's he, because he's a running back at a quarterback's position, no, but he turned it, into a quarterback in that game. Move it on. No, it is not. Right. I will not tolerate this slander. Jalen's a good quarterback. There, are you happy? Yes. Yes. Took me a year and a half to say that. I hope you're happy. It's a year and a half too late. I'm turning your mic off. <laughs> do it. <laughs> Don't do it. Did you turn it off? No. It off. He has his hand over the button. Don't turn it off. Hey, we only have a, we only have like ten minutes. Let's go. To be fair, we have eight minutes. Oh, we have eight minutes. Let's yeah, go. know your math. Uh, we're gonna talk about the New Mexico Bowl. Know your hair. <laughs> you barely have any yourself. More than you. <laughs> Quit stroking your beard. It's the most wonderful time for a beard. You know, if your beard was for, as big as your ego, and not for haircuts done. It would be down with, to my knees. I know. <laughs> it is not a great time for the year for haircuts done with like <laughs> bottle caps. <laughs> So Chris's mic is now off. <laughs> I'm joking. They need to talk. Chris is a co-host. Uh, North Texas, Utah State, New Mexico Bowl. Bowl. New Mexico Bowl. North Texas finished nine and three. Utah State finished ten and two. Who's winning that game? North Texas. Just because of what they did to Arkansas. I agree. Yes. What's the score? 35-27. Oh, I'm not gonna go that high. I'm gonna say like 27-17. 15. 27 in the teens. I'll give it. I'll give it 21-14. 21-14. I'm going uh, North Texas as well. I'm gonna go 21 to 17. Uh, the Frisco Bowl, San Diego State, Ohio, Miami, Ohio. Who's winning that game? Fresno State. I don't know why. They sound it's like not, they're gonna it's win. Not. Fresno State. Who did you say? San Diego State. Oh, it's my bad. I say Fresno State wins even though they're not playing in that game. <laughs> well, if Fresno State plays Arizona State in the I Las think, Vegas Bowl. I think, so I think Fresno State was... sneaks their way in. ASU! <laughs> uh, let's like, see here. Talk about the Fiesta Bowl. And... Hold on. Okay, never mind. <laughs> uh, let's talk about this bowl, which I'm an ambassador for. So, you're welcome. Yeah, I'm an ambassador for the Birmingham Bowl. Memphis taking on Wake Forest. Who wins? Memphis. Memphis. Wake Forest. I'm with Chris and Jaden. I think Memphis wins. What's the score? 42-21. Wake Forest wins 35-10. 28-21. I say Memphis wins 45-17. Why are you guys so quiet? We're waiting on you. Oh, good yeah, point. You have to talk. You, you yelled at us to wait, so we got to wait. <laughs> you guys are taking that to heart, aren't you? Yes, sir. Uh, quit calling me sir. Yes, <laughs> That's better. <laughs> wait, no, it's not. It's terrible. Don't say that. Uh, the Camping World Bowl. You know, we got the major pain cut. I cannot tell you <laughs> what I'm doing on the radio right now. Just you should know after that comment what's happening. 
Uh, Camping World Bowl, West Virginia, 8-3. Syracuse, 9-3. West Virginia finished 16 on the year. Syracuse finished 20. Who's winning that game? Syracuse. Syracuse. West Virginia. I'm with Jaden. I'm going West Virginia. What's the score? Take me home. No, I'm sorry. Let me change that. I'm going with West Virginia. All right, three. Syracuse Syracuse wins 17-10. I say it's a low-scoring game. I say 45-42 in a shootout. West Virginia. Chris? 35-21 West Virginia. See, I'm going uh, 14-10 West Virginia. I think it's going to be lowest scoring as well. Uh, Purdue and Auburn in the Music City Bowl. Who wins? Auburn. Purdue. Purdue. I'm going to Auburn as well. Thank you, Fohead. Yeah, no problem. You know who's not winning? Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> it's because they're not in a bowl game. No, I say I say Auburn. Um, going back to strike the schedule, um, what they did with Alabama, how many points they scored against Alabama, 45-10, Auburn. I just can't pick Auburn. I don't care enough, so Auburn. I'm going to shoot out as well. I'm going 49 to 7 Auburn over Purdue. 24-21 okay. Purdue. 23-21 Purdue. That's going to take it one off yours. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. Uh the Alamo Bowl. Iowa State versus Washington State. Iowa State finished 24 on the season in the rankings. They finished 8 and 4 on the season. Washington State Who's really he's been really consistent over these last few years? Finished ten and two. They finished thirteen in the rankings for the Alamo Bowl. Who wins that game? What's the score? Washington State. Washington State. Washington State. We're all agreed it's in a Washington State. What's the score? Thirty-five seventeen. Twenty-one seventeen. Seventeen ten. I'm with Cody. I'm going seventeen ten. Um, the Orange Bowl, number four, Oklahoma. Taking on number one Alabama, Oklahoma, twelve and one on the season. Alabama, as we all know, unfortunately, thirteen and zero on the season. Um, who wins that game? Alabama. Alabama. Alabama shutout, twenty-four nothing. Uh, thirty-five twenty-one. Forty-nine forty-two. Unfortunately, I agree. Alabama wins. It's gonna be thirty-five to twenty-one. My score prediction. Thank yeah. you. I'm not happy about that if you guys don't know. Number seven, Michigan. Finished ten and two on the season, taking on number ten, Florida. Finished nine and three in the Peach Bowl. Who wins? What's the score? I'm giving that one to Florida. I also agree. Florida's Michigan. winning. Florida postseason. I think they won it, Florida. Okay, what's the score? Fourteen seven. Twenty one seven. Seventeen ten. 21-14. The Cotton Bowl. Number three, Notre Dame. Finished 12-0 on the season. Number two, Clemson. Finished 13-0 on the season. Who wins that game? Clemson. Clemson. 24-0. Clemson. 35-3. I'm giving it 35-0. I'm going to be the wild card here. I'm going Notre Dame. I say Notre Dame wins 24-21. Yeah, that's right. Wild card. You just like to be wrong. Dabo is a bad man. 
And Dabo's going to be in Alabama when Saban dies on the field. Anyways, uh... Liberty Bowl, Missouri finished 23 on the season. They finished 8-4 and four as a record. Oklahoma State is who they're taking on, who finished 6-6, six and six, who wins. Uh, Missouri. I'm giving that one to Missouri. I third Missouri. Missouri it is. Um, last game we're going to talk about, because nobody cares about Ohio State. Or we'll talk about two more games. Uh, we'll talk about Georgia. Finished number five in the rankings, even though they should have probably been in the playoffs. 11-2 and two on the season. Texas finished 9-4. and four. They finished 15 on the season. Who wins? Who wins? Georgia. Georgia. Texas. 21. Texas. Georgia's cocky right now. Kirby, after he lost, first thing he did was say they don't want to play us. Alabama just beat them. I say Georgia's cocky. I think they think they're better than they are. I'm going to say Texas 21-17. I think Georgia goes out on a mission and redeem themselves. 35-21. Oh, uh, 24-0. I'm going Georgia. I'm going uh I'm going twenty-eight to fourteen. Uh last game here we're gonna talk about the Fiesta Bowl. Number eight, UCF finished twelve and 0, who should also be in the playoffs. Finished number eleven. Uh or they finished number eight. I'm sorry, they finished twelve and 0. LSU finished number eleven. They finished nine and three on the season. Who wins this game? LSU. LSU, twenty eight number. I want LSU, but I think UCF does it. Just like they beat Auburn, I think they'll beat LSU. I don't think they're good, that's, but I think they beat them. That's why 21, he's 17. a guest. That's why he's a guest. 21-17 UCF. I'm going UCF as well. I'm going 28-17. I'm going 17-10 LSU. I, get, I gave it 28 nothing LSU. What did you say, Chris? I gave it 28 nothing LSU. Going bold on a shutout here. All right, boys. Well... Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening in today. I thought it was a good show. Cody, thank you for coming on. Thank you. Let me give a quick shout-out. Cody Shaw, love you, buddy. Katie, I love you, too. Uh, Stephen A., if you listen to this, if you ever need a co-host. Well, actually, if you ever need a co-host, Stephen A., I'm kind of the host of this show, and Chris isn't a bad co-host either, so just hit us up. You know what I'm saying? I will, without a doubt, do first take with you. Yes, we will DM you. You a bad man. You a bad, bad man. Yeah, man. Adios. Any shout-outs for you, Jaden? Adios. Hey, I, uh, I want to shout-out to my mama, because, you know, uh, without her, I wouldn't be here. Real facts. Hey, my mama radio! Uh, shout-out all of my family, all my wonderful friends. JBS, turn up. Cockflock, turn up. Fear the beat. Fear the beat. CFOD. Yes, sir. Thank you guys for listening in. Uh, Chris. Yes. Is there anyone that these people should tell? To listen to the show? Should they mention to someone? I think it's about time I dropped it. Who should they tell, Chris? It's about time. Who should they tell, Chris? It's about time we get the Donald to listen. I agree. Anyone else? I think they should tell the pastor. I want Osteen. They should tell the waitress. Who? Hey, Mom. They should tell Jaden's mama to listen. I will. I can't even get my mama to listen to it. I don't even think my mom listens. Like, she likes the fact that I post the link on Facebook and stuff, but she don't listen. I hope you all have a good week. Have a great break, everybody. Yeah, have a, I hope everyone does well in their finals. We're actually going to finally get off here. Kick before. those finals, but. Yes, kick them in the keister. 
Yeah, she. that's an old people term. Keister. In the buttocks. In the buttocks. Happy holidays, my Happy friend. holidays, guys. We will be back next week. Unfortunately, this is the last show for Chris this semester. Uh, I'll be back next He'll be semester, back guys. next semester. Jaden is going to be joining me in his place for the next couple of weeks. Uh, we'll talk to all of you guys soon. Adios.